Hello everybody, hello my people, hello my listeners, my audience, my men It's good to be back y'all, it has been a while. I'm here with my episode 5. It's going to be a very empowering uh, session because you know why? You know why it's always going to be empowering because the Holy Spirit is at the forefront of it all. He's at the center of it, he's the whole, the whole content of it as a matter of fact. So... I'm confident that you'll be empowered. So I pray, Abba Father, I thank you for another opportunity to share with my brothers and sisters. I thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for this privilege to have such a platform where I can reach out to your vessels. Holy Spirit, I declare by virtue of your power that may you take total preeminence over this session, over this podcast. May every listener be subject to your power. May nothing have the capacity to deter their attention to this message in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare by virtue of the grace that I submit to, I declare by virtue of the authority I have been given and the commissioning I have received, that every word that comes out of my mouth will only be by your leading, precious Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. It is not a right that I have to talk to God's people, God's elect. It is a privilege. And so I thank you, Holy Spirit, for every listener that comes to listen. I declare by the authority of Christ that that which is not of you, disappears from them in the mighty name of Jesus, be it in their bodies, be it in their mind, be it in their soul. I eject it in the mighty name of Jesus forever in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, people, let's jump right in. Today, I'm going to be sharing about spiritual sensitivity. Okay? Now, I want you to really follow me keenly. There's a path of life in the midst of this evil age, and this path cannot be accessed by man without the divine revelation from the Holy Spirit. Okay. There is a path. Because, you know, we have the tendency of thinking that it's all about just being in church. You know, if I'm in church, then I know God. If I read the Bible, then I know God. If, if I have a pastor that preaches to me, then I know God. It doesn't just end there, though. What is that? What is it that reveals God to us? Who is it that reveals God to us? On the contrary, because I shouldn't even say what. Who is it that reveals God to us? Okay. Uh, If you read from John 16, Abba Father. So if you read from John 16, from verse 12, I'm just going to read from NIV. I have much to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Abba Father. I ended on verse 16. That that is Jesus who was talking to his disciples. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So that which brings the gospel alive in our lives is the Holy Spirit. He is the one that makes it a living reality in our lives. You know, 
there's nothing as frustrating as being in church hearing the gospel and then you don't see that gospel in your life no it is frustrating is an understatement it is it is sickening like you feel like you're wasting like what's happening you know you're in church you're hearing the word of god the worst is if you're actually where the word of god is preached in its purity and you're not and then you cannot experience the word how do you hear when you read from colossians 2 from verse 9 to 10 when it is where it is written that the the fullness of god dwells in the son in bodily form and we are we we because of our union in the son we are partakers of that fullness i'm just paraphrasing okay how do you hear something like that that the, the scripture says that the fullness of god dwells in you and then you don't see any ayuta of it you you, you wake up you're pissed from the from from when you get up of your bed. So people even have the, the the mindset that if you get up on the left side of the bed, your day is condemned. You know, I, I mean some kind of irrelevant things that have taken over our, our minds. You read the scriptures yet you cannot see it at work in your life. You read that Jesus took away the sins of the world yet you feel condemnation within you. You insult a brother or a sister and you feel condemned within you. You you I don't know you do something. Let's say you you act in the flesh, you fornicate, you 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 slander, you backbite, you gossip, you lie, okay, and you feel this 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 guilt from within you, and then you come back to church and you hear the word, or if you're not even in church, you're just feeling guilty, you're just feeling condemned. Please, my brothers and sisters, one thing you should know: that condemnation has God is not a part of it. As a matter of fact, it is between you and your conscience. God is not involved in that, in whatever is happening to you. No matter your emotions, no matter how bad you feel, no matter how much you go and kneel in your room by your bed and you're confessing, Father, I know that I've sinned, knowingly or knowingly, in my thoughts and in my deeds. Father, forgive me. Please. Please. If we have to still ask for forgiveness of our sins, then we, we need to admit that what Jesus came and did the suffering he went through, the lashing that he went through, the, the strokes, the beating, the, 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 the torture, and then to be nailed on the cross. Please, none of us till tomorrow will ever understand the experience of being nailed to the cross. Because the idea of being nailed to the cross is not that you should die immediately. As a matter of fact, the people who were nailing Jesus to the cross, they were specialists. Go and read and study Bible history. They were specialists who understood. They have they, they had so done it that they understood the mechanism of it. They know where they will pierce the nail and it's not going to hit a major artery that's going to cause you to lose a lot of blood and die faster. No. They know how to hit it well in a position where it's just going to pass through your flesh. It's not going to hit a major vein or anything like that such that you are just bleeding out gradually, slowly but surely. Under normal circumstances, when you when you're crucified, you die like after four to five days. I'm just imagine, just want you to imagine that kind of agony that you're in. Okay, no, but that's not my focus today, though. I don't want to focus on the cross because it is a major topic. But there is no way that I'm going to share without mentioning the cross because that is where the power of our lives is. Because it was on the cross that it was a, it was a determinant for everything. The death of Jesus was our death. Please open to Colossians 3, from verse 3 to 4. In fact, I'm just going to read from verse 1 here. 
I'm reading from NIV. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. Please, let's pause. Did you just hear? Please, I don't know. I think we believe that the Bible is the Holy Scriptures, inspired by the Holy Spirit that men wrote. Apostle Paul is saying here that for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Please, you died. Did you hear that? You died. You be died. Woke up. You be. You are the scariest thing that is walking the face of the earth. Yet, amazingly, we are the ones scared of a lot of things. We cannot blame ourselves. Why? Because this fear is as a result of wrong knowledge. That's why I want to correct our minds today. Please. I want us to know that there is never a time that I am sharing on this platform that is because I'm talking to people. Please, I'm sharing for all of us to hear. Don't think that because I'm sharing it, these are things that I have known to the core of my bone. Please, as I'm saying it like this, it is re- it is to re-echo it in my subconscious so that it, it that's the only thing that my mind captures. So I'm not just sharing to you, I'm not just preaching to you. It is it is I'm preaching first to myself before to you. I'm the first audience here, the very first person. Because I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking through us. He's speaking through me now. So it's not about who, me, who is talking. It's not about person talking. Abba Father. For you died. If I read, let me personalize this thing. For I died and my life is now hidden with Christ in God. Please, as you are reading it, personalize it. For I died. I died. I be died. I said I be died. I woke up. You need to live a life where you need to live a life where you are conscious of the fact that you have died though. When Jesus died on the cross, you died. Read from Romans, read Romans chapter 6 from verse 3. Going down. You understand what I'm talking about? And then your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Let me just imagine. I'm holding a paper right now, okay? Let's say this small paper that I'm holding. Let's say I twist this paper, right? I twist this paper and then I open. Uh, let's say a book. Yes, I have a book here. I open the book. Let's say this paper is me. Okay? And if it is me, then it is you as well. Okay? So let's say this paper is man. Man, you see, scripture says that for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ in God. So, this is man, the paper that I'm, I'm squeezing in my hand. I don't know if you can hear it. This is the paper I'm squeezing. Now, your life is now hidden with Christ. With Christ. Now, this is Christ, right? Your life is hidden with Christ. I'm putting myself this is the paper that i just placed which is me which is us in christ okay so i put it in a book so we are now hidden with christ in god now i'm putting this book in a folder okay this is a folder now if i show you this folder what what are you seeing are you seeing the twisted paper in the book in the folder or you're seeing the folder exactly you're seeing the folder so we have been so inter in I don't know the word to use. We have been soaked into God in a way that there is no escape. We are soaked into Christ in into God. So for somebody to touch you, that person has to touch God. The person has to go through God because you're inside the book, inside this folder. The person has to go through this folder and then go through the book before reaching you. So who is that person who dares lay a charge against you? Who is the person? Who stands and says that you are not qualified, you are condemned, your lifestyle has condemned you, you are going to hell, your, your, your place is the, the pit of hell. I don't, the kind of statements that they use, I don't even know some of them because 
by the grace of God, those things have left my mind. But this is this this is what we face on a daily basis. This is this is what people preach. Abba Father, if someone looks at you, they are the first thing they are looking at, the first person they are seeing is God. But we don't know. We think that we are this, this body that is just moving. We have not understood how mystical we are. And until we understand that we will never live a life that is above the whims of the evil one, that is above the earth. Because the standard of this world is to make you feel lesser than Abba Father. And that is why the ministry of the Holy Spirit cannot be ignored. It cannot be ignored. I'm literally holding my head right now. It cannot be ignored. You cannot preach the gospel and the Holy Spirit is absent. How? How? Who is the one that makes the word to become a reality in people's lives? Who makes that, that, that information that... Okay, like for example, what I'm sharing now is information to most of us who may not know this truth. It is information. You know, I'm just, it's just, I'm just talking now. Because to you, I'm just talking. It's information. But what makes this information to become a reality that you can, you can, you you can experience it on a daily basis? That you approach everything, every sphere of life with the consciousness that you are wrapped in Christ, inside God. Like, like God is eternal. Abba, Father. If we open from Romans eight, from verse fourteen, I'm just going to read from NIV. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory, you are you are an heir of God. Did you hear what I just said? You are an heir of God. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not a, a possessed individual, possessed by an evil spirit, demon possessed, waiting to, to enter the, the pit of hell. No. You are an heir of God. Please, which father will send their child to a supposed fiery furnace? Which father? God in his manifold wisdom has made us joint heirs together with Christ. But how do we believe this kind of truth without the Holy Spirit? Because when you just hear joint heirs with Christ, how? Exactly, how? But the gospel is received by the Spirit. It is received by faith. It is by faith that we believe in these things and it works. Well, you, cannot, you cannot want to experience what you have not accepted. Even a man who accepts that now, he can never be sick. Amazingly, he's never sick, yet he doesn't know the gospel. How do you explain that? The power of acceptance. But now, the Holy Spirit in us is the one that makes us to accept our divine identity. You cannot walk this earth without being conscious of your divine identity. The Holy Spirit is the one that activates the word in our lives. It makes the word living and active. It makes us experience it on a daily basis. Whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're in school, whether you're on a business trip, whether you're in a zoo somewhere, whether you, wherever you are. It is the Holy Spirit that makes the power of the gospel manifest in our day-to-day lives. And it is through speaking in tongues. Please, this is one of the topics. It has done the highest, if not the highest controversy in the body of Christ. Speaking in tongues. People have said that those who speak in tongues are Pentecostal. 
but I never remember Apostle Paul calling himself a Pentecostal or any of the disciples for that matter. When you speak in an unknown tongue, your understanding is unfruitful. If you read from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, from verse 14, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, for my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Abba, Father. So the other is to first pray in, in the spirit, which is praying in tongues. And before you are now praying in your understanding, which is praying in your local language. That is the order. To be spiritually sensitive is to speak in tongues. It's not to just get up and you're praying, Father, thank you for my family, thank you for... You'll find out that you keep repeating things and you'll be selfish in your prayer because you always pray about those who are around you, those that you know that are in pain and what about those that you don't know? But the Spirit knows. The, the Spirit knows who to touch at what point in time and that's why when we speak in an unknown tongue, we don't know the adjustments that we are doing in the atmosphere. And that's why as a child of God, you must learn to speak in an unknown tongue. You must open your mouth. You are setting things in order. And when you speak in an unknown tongue, you are edifying yourself. You are making the word to come alive within you. Because your mind is very aggressive. Your mind will tell you that you are condemned. Your mind will tell you that you are the worst person on earth. Your mind will tell you that, did you not just do this last night? What, who is this standing to pray now? Your mind will make you feel like you are the worst but God is not involved in that because he has justified all of us he has asked the question oh Karabason Topra Romans chapter 8 from verse 35 what can separate us from the love of Christ of the love of God in Christ Jesus what can separate us who who can separate us what is it your bad habits is it your attitude issues is it your weaknesses is it the, the, the lifestyle choices that you made nothing has the capacity to undo what God has done. God has joined you to himself without your permission, without your effort, without your contribution. And it's definitely not going to be your contribution that is going to unjoin you from God. In quotes, Abba Father, it is not, that's not what, it's not your contribution that is going to separate you from God. Whether you decide to be the worst person on this planet Earth, you will only rob yourself of the everlasting glory of experiencing the bliss of divinity. But it does not change what God did for you because the gospel is objective. It is not subjective. It is without your consent, without your approval. It is without your belief. It is. It just is. Period. And so when you speak in other tongues, you will think that you are shy. You will think that you are timid. When you open your mouth and begin to speak in tongues, boldness rises from within you because scripture says the spirit that you have received from God is not the spirit to fear. No. No, in the spirit of boldness, sound mind. Abba Father, you cannot be someone who speaks in tongues and you go through depression. No way, no way, no way. Nothing will move you in this life. Even if something comes, even challenges come, you know what to do. You will rise up above them. Because even Jesus said, know that in this world you will go through diverse tribulations. But know that I have conquered the world. You are more than a conqueror. Yes. That's who God says you are. But how will you believe it if you don't open your mouth and make declarations in the spiritual realm? You know, when a, when, a, when a country comes to colonize another country, you know the first thing it does, it gives them their language. Because look at me, I'm speaking English. It's proof that, that the British had once colonized this country. Yeah, that's the only proof that we need. Whether what's happening now, 
the proof is the language I am speaking. Abba Father. And so we have a heavenly language and it is tongues. And that language is born from the spirit. And that spirit is in every man. I repeat, it is in every man. I don't care what society has branded you. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit and nothing in existence can change this reality. Nothing. And so it is your birthright to speak in other tongues. As I am talking now, I know that the Holy Spirit is working within you. Open your mouth and let him speak through you. The, the gift of tongues is not just for people in a particular kind of church. Whether you're Presbyterian, whether you're Catholic, whether you're Baptist, whether you are Anglican, I don't know the other, I don't even just want to know denominations because those are things that have brought barriers and separation. Whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Buddhist, whether you're practicing what kind of practice, I don't want to know. All is that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit and you have the capacity to speak in other tongues because it is a heavenly language. It is proof of your origin. It is proof of your source, where you're coming from. Don't allow anyone to make you feel like you're foolish for speaking in tongues. Like, what, what are you saying? Like, you're talking rubbish. You're talking nonsense. Please, that is not your focus. Your focus is the impact of it. A man who speaks in other tongues is a man who lives a bold life. He's audacious. He, he walks in authority. Nothing and nobody moves him. No, there's nothing you cannot do. There's no place you cannot enter. There's, there is a sensitivity about you. Your spiritual senses are heightened. So that any place that you enter, you can detect the auras of people. It is real. It's real. You stand before someone, you can detect who that person is. You can... You can this is the beauty of living a life of spiritual sensitivity. Nobody is going to do it for you. If you're, if you're, if you're facing a challenge, I don't know, at 2 a.m. In, in the night, 3, you'll be struggling to call your pastor. Why not stand up and stare within you the power that is within you by speaking in tongues? You shut some things down. You change some things. You attack some things. You rebuke some things in the realm of the spirit because it is in the spirit realm that we adjust things in. You adjust in the spirit and then you see the manifestation in the physical. You don't stand in the physical and you're trying to change things. No. <laughs> no. The real work happens in the spirit. And then you don't want to speak in the language that is of the spirit. No, 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 no. Speaking in tongues is a necessity. Speaking in tongues is, it, it is a do or die. You have no choice. You you need to be hot meat. Have you ever seen a fly approach hot meat? No way. They mean it sends only the vapor. It flies. I mean just the vapor coming out of it. But when it's cold meat, ah, come and see them. He will come and call, call his friends. All of them will gather. Please. That's the exact picture of when a man is without the consciousness of the Holy Spirit within him. When you don't activate, you don't stir up the power within you. You're cold meat. No, you're cold me. That one is clear. And that's how afflictions come upon you. Like it's a party. But when you stare up, ah, caraba toko. When you stare up, I mean that they sense, they, they, they know you in the spirit realm. They know you. Because they ah, masa. Hot meat announces itself now. When, when, when meat is hot, you can see the vapor coming out of Let us decide today to be hot meat. I mean hot meat. <laughs> Abba Father. This is the beauty of spiritual sensitivity, my brothers and sisters. I'll tell you the benefit of being spiritually sensitive. 
because when you're spiritually sensitive you know the voice of the holy spirit you know where he's saying go this way you know where he's saying don't approach you know where he's telling you that no this one this one this is what he's thinking this what you know why because you are sensitive the things of the spirit can only be discerned by the spirit it is a blessing to be sensitive to the voice of the holy spirit i tell you because it helps you to save time energy lives resources it blesses people have you noticed that sometimes you're doing you're seriously putting your energy into something only to realize that you wasted your time and your energy why lack of spiritual sensitivity because if you were spiritually sensitive you would have known from the inception that that's not what you ought to have been doing at that set time Abba Father, my brothers and sisters, there are a lot of mistakes that we have made in life. I am not excluded. There are a lot of things that we, a lot of experiences that we are not supposed to go through. A lot of pain that we were not supposed to go through. But now that we have this understanding, there is power within you. Use it. Use it, my brothers and sisters. Open your mouth and speak in other tongues. I declare by virtue of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in each and every one of you listening to me, as you desire the gift of tongues, open your mouth. Let the Holy Spirit make utterance through you. I declare by virtue of grace. Receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Let it walk from within you and let it come out in the mighty name of Jesus. As you desire it, the utterance begins in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I know that it is the Holy Spirit that has brought you here. As you go back, just read from Jude verse 20. Abba Father, I thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for that which you have accomplished. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are in our lives. Thank you, Abba Father. I declare that none shall have the power to uproot these words that I have planted in your, in your vessels, in your children. Nothing will have the power. I rebuke any contrary influence. In the mighty name of Jesus, I rebuke it. In Jesus' name. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As you go back, just read from Jude verse 20. Abba Father, I thank you precious Holy Spirit for that which you have accomplished. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for who you are in our lives. Thank you, Abba Father. I declare that none shall have the power to uproot these words that I have planted in your, in your vessels, in your children. Nothing will have the power. I rebuke any contrary influence. In the mighty name of Jesus, I rebuke it. In Jesus' name. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, look forward to my next episode. It's going to be another empowering session, I can assure you. This is the path of the Spirit. And as we are beginning this journey, I am confident that the Holy Spirit will take us through. Thank you guys so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you all. Thank you all so much. May the peace and grace of the Lord accompany you in all your endeavors. Your families are preserved. Your health is in order. I speak healing upon your body in Jesus' name.
I rebuke accidents upon your lives. I rebuke it over the lives of your family and your loved ones and your friends and everyone connected to you is blessed because of you. You are blessed. You are not condemned. God does not condemn you. In Jesus' name. Watch out for my next episode. There is a yearning in my spirit that I cannot communicate.